let's get into a new series, Healthy Humans, all right? Healthy Humans, a new collection of talk uh, that we're going to be going through uh, this month. And uh, I'm excited because uh, I, I, love, I love this word. Uh, we all want to be healthy, but it's easier said than done, right? And so healthy humans, really healthy means whole. Uh, here at Avenue Church, we believe in the person as a whole. Uh, you are not just spirit, we're also body, we're also soul, also the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Uh, um, so we're going to be talking about uh, us as a whole Christ follower. And so really my question for this entire series or collection of talks is, are you a healthy human? Are you a healthy human? Some in this room go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Many of us in this room go, no, not really. Man, if they really knew, right? Like, I, I felt healthy this morning when I woke up, but then when I got in the car with my family, I didn't feel very healthy coming here, right? Like, you better be quiet, you better act right, you know? Um, so a lot of times, this is the big question for us. And by the end of the series, with Rooted Small Groups, I want us to say, yes, I am a healthy human, all right? I am a healthy human. I am whole in Christ Jesus. So you got your Bibles with you? Uh, uh, turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, online audience. Come on, get your Bibles out. And uh, make sure you use your version app, your iPhone, iPhone 14, 16, 18 came out, you know, your Android. Uh, if you have a flip phone, just uh, copy off your neighbor. Uh, and so make sure we take some notes, but Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to be going in through verses 5 through 16. And I'm going to read this. It says, put to death, therefore what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness. Uh, uh, welcome to Avenue Church. Isn't this great? What a great series, you know? Like, if you're brand new today, you're like, where did I just come into, you know? And so this is, this is the Bible, which is idolatry. But now you must put them away. Anger. For me, can I be honest with your pastor? I'm like, good, yep, yep, I don't do that, I don't do that, I don't do that. Then it's like, put away anger. Well, well. Or, or wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this, this inspired series, Healthy Humans. Father, thank you that you've impressed on the heart of this church, not just to be uh, uh, healthy spiritually, but to be healthy uh, man, in, in our in, entire being, in our mind, in our body, in our soul. Father, I pray for all those men that are out there today that chose to stay home and watch football. I pray their team loses, and I pray the Chicago Bears win and the Raiders win. In Jesus' name, everybody say it. Amen. Come on. Look at Pastor Lizzie, right? Come on, Bears. You know, um, I am not really a, I'm going to talk about movies, okay? I'm not really a big fan of reboots. Anyone else a big fan of like a reboot? All right. So I'm old enough to see like the Marine, like wreck a classic, like Sandlot, you know what I mean? Or like, like even kind of Star Wars now and, and like they're kind of throwing on things and, and it's just like, don't, don't reboot it. And there's one particular movie. Um, and some have been good. Some have been good reboots and, and things like that. They need to reboot Hook. Come on, remember that one? Robin Williams, Peter Pan, yeah. They need to reboot, call me up, you know. Um, but there's one particular movie, they've, they've rebooted it many times. It's not, not quite like Fast and the Furious, all right? But um, like, like they've rebooted, um, well, we're family, you know. Um, 
Like they've, they've, they, had a, they had a new version, another version, and a, a, like a boy version, a girl version. And so the movie I'm talking about, and shout it out real quick, and you're going you're gonna to show your age in a minute, all right? Uh, but shout out the movie if you recognize this movie. Come on, put it in the comments right now. In the front row, Heather's like, karate kid. Karate kid, right? This is karate kid. And who's this guy right here? Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi, and I love this movie, and the and, and reason why I have an image up here, uh, instead, of, instead of showing the movie clip, is because I have some PTSD. Um, I'm a church kid, and my youth pastor, Pastor Cal, who uh, recently went to be with the Lord, he actually showed this scene many years ago when I was in high school at a retreat, and, he was, uh, and it was back with VCR, so he had to put the v, uh, VHS into VCR and hit play, and, and so we watched the scene, and after the scene, he went up to say, wasn't that a great scene? But the movie kept playing, and immediately after the scene, uh, uh, Danielson, uh, he gets really upset, starts cussing, and starts swearing at Mr. Miyagi, and we're all at a church retreat, like, oh, am I supposed to know what that word is, you know? And so I have an image up here, but how many remember this scene where Daniel wants to learn karate, right, or, you know, taekwondo, or whatever it is, from Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi finally says, I'll train you and come to the house. And he's doing, next thing you know, he's doing chores. How many remember the scene? He wants him to wax the truck, right? And so he's like, with left hand, wax on. With right hand, wax off. And he's like, what? He's like, wax on, wax off. And he's going, Mr. Miyagi, what's that guy to do about karate? You know, he's like, wax on. And wax off. He's a terrible mentor. You know what I mean? Like, like tell me why, you know? Uh, he's kind of like God sometimes, right? You're like, tell me why. He's like, wax on, wax off, you know? Go to church, read your Bible. Go to church, read your Bible, right? And so, and so he, was like, he was like, come on, Mr. Miyagi. And so I don't know how long he does, for days, right? He's waxing on, waxing off, paint up and down. Up and down, wax on and wax off. And then finally, he gets mad at Mr. Miyagi and goes, I want to learn karate, what are you doing? Miyagi went, ah, right? He, he like went at him and he went, boom, boom, right? And he went, oh, I have karate powers. Remember that scene, right? I have karate powers. But because of the repetition, he did something like it was second nature. Because of the repetition, he did something without really even thinking about it. It was just a reaction to it. And I got to tell you, that is so powerful in our Christian walk with Jesus Christ. Sometimes we go, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to go to church. Yeah. Or I don't feel like it, but I'm going to read that rooted book, week two, day four. You know, like, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to pray. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to get up and go. I don't feel like it. And next thing you know, when there's that attack of the enemy, you go, bah, 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 right? But here's our problem. The problem is we have a different repetition. And the problem with like just doing life, the reason why we struggle and the reason why we fail is because for many of us, myself included, we're living this life without knowing who we are in Christ. We don't know what our wax on and wax off really is. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 9, it says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and you have put on the new self. So the title of my message today, if you're uh, taking notes, on, uh, you should probably see it in the title already, but I want you to write this down, throw this in the comments. But the title of my message today is Put On and Put Off. Put On and Put Off. Put On, I, don't know, I, I didn't really get too far as like the creative aspect of this, right? Like put on and put off, you know? Or put on and put off, you know? Like, like put on and put off. I want this to become second nature during this course of this series. I mean, I'm putting on, what am I putting on? I'm putting on my true self 
and I'm putting off my false self. I'm putting on my true self and I'm putting off my false self. But how do we know if we're living out of a false self? How do I know that I'm not Danielson, Jeremyson? You know, like, how do I know, uh, uh, man, if, am I living with, in my true self or am I living with my false self? And so, a lot of times, though, our false self becomes our identity that we don't even realize it. However, it's easy to spot the external signs of our false identity. Now, here at Avenue Church, this is not about behavioral modification. It is not, hey, you want to accept Jesus into your life? Change all these things you need to do before you be. That's not Avenue Church. We want God to transform your heart, and a heart transformed by Jesus Christ, then your behaviors follow after that heart. Okay? I was wordy, but not tweetable, okay? But many times we're operating in our false self because we've never taken it off. And so what is the false self test? All right, you ready for this? In here, there's going to be uh, about 10 questions. And I just want you to write down wherever you're taking notes. I want you to put yes or no. All right, you can put number one, yes or no. And so here's the false self test on the external behaviors that help us to identify, it, did, I, did, I, did I put off or did I put on, right? Put off or put on. Here's the false self test. Number one, I am reluctant to admit my weaknesses and flaws with others. This is so good, huh? I want you to think about this one in your rooted grip this week, right? Like, what's, what, what's wrong with you? You know, uh, you know. And we're all having a theology of vulnerability at Avenue. But I'm reluctant to admit my weaknesses and flaws with others. Number two, I look to the approvals of others more than I should. This means I'm operating in my false self. But if you say no, then perhaps you're operating in your true self. Three, I'm highly offendable or defensive with others and criticize that, uh, with others who criticize or critique me. I'm highly offended. Number four, I become harsh or impatient when things are moving too slowly and my expectations are not met. Hey, I feel seen on that one, come on. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, uh, okay, let's practice number one. With number four, who's number four? Who said, who said, yes, you know, right there, okay, okay. Uh, number five, I say yes when I'd rather say no. All right, where's the people pleasers in the room right there? You know, that's like, I, I, I said yes to today, okay. Uh, number six, I beat myself up when I make mistakes. Hey, I beat myself up when I make mistakes. Number seven, I have difficulty speaking up when I disagree or prefer something different. Wow, I have difficulty speaking up. Number eight, I have a hard time forgiving others. Welcome to Avenue Church, you know. I have a hard time forgiving others. Number nine, my fears often cause me to play it safe just in case. My fears cause me to play it safe just in case. Number 10, my body is more often in a state of tension or stress rather than relaxed. You're living in a, if, if, if being tense is your normal, then we're living in our false self. We're living in our false self. Someone chuckled, right? We're living in our false self. Uh, somebody asked me today, Pastor, how are you? I'm blessed and highly stressed. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Two services, easy. Three, you know, like. But here's the problem with all these different things with our false self is that we place our identity in other things and we often bury our true selves. 
And so our false self really is all the things that's listed in Colossians chapter 3, but also our false selves are things that others have said that we are, or things that we want to be, or comparisons in our life, or we're just saying, ooh, I don't, I don't have the confidence and the identity in Christ Jesus, and we bury our true selves with our false selves. And my goal during this uh, collection of talks is let's, let's do some yard work in your life. Let's do some heart work, right? It's hard work. But my name is Pastor Jeremy, and I can do hard things, amen? Amen. And so we're going to uncover what is our true self. And here's a mind-blowing statement. You ready for this? Welcome to Avenue, right? The true self is the exact opposite of the false self. So good, huh? Ooh, that's powerful. That is really good. That is a cause for, uh, to call this church your home, right? Because the true self is the exact opposite of the false self. But we read Colossians chapter 3, but this is what Ephesians chapter 4 says. And put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self. And so maybe this will help somebody today. Instead of put on your true self, put off your old self or your false self, maybe for you it's to put on your new self and take off your old self. And we're going to be discussing that all throughout this series. We even are bringing in Kimberly Malloy to help us as well. So watch out for that. She's going to, we're not even going to be up here with her. We're just going to cut her loose, give her a microphone, and she's going to help us as well. And to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in the image of God. And I love this because here in David Brenner, a Christian writer and psychologist, he says, God invites us to remove the false layers. Remove the fault. I love it. Layers. All right. How many seen that biscuit? Right. We just kind of layer that biscuit. Oh, come on, somebody. Right. We went to Texas Roadhouse this week. I, mm, that butter. I don't know what it is. You know. I think it's vegan, gluten-free uh, cinnamon butter. You know. And and man, but this is a lot of times we think when we come to church, boom, it comes off. We come out brand new in Christ Jesus. It doesn't happen that way. It is layers upon layers upon layers upon layers that we wear so that the seeds, I don't know what that was, okay, so the seeds of true self he has planted inside of us can emerge. Listen to me, when you put on your true self, it's actually inside of you. Jesus created you with a true identity. And it says he planted inside of us. While following this path may appear impossible, the God of the universe has made his home in us and given us the very glory he gave Jesus. And we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit. So how do I put on? By opening my heart. Opening my heart to the Holy Spirit. We just did a four-week series on that. And we discover that God does in us what we cannot do for ourselves. So Colossians chapter 3, it says, Do not lie to one another, seeing you put on the old self with this practices, but now you put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of his creator. If you want to put on a new self or put on your true self, then you must know God. I want you to know God so we can find freedom, so we can discover our purpose, so we can make a difference. I want you to know God. You want to discover who you are in Christ Jesus? We get to know him. I'm going to give you, and a lot of times we just go, amen, and we close it out, right? But here real quick, four ways to become a healthy human. Four ways to find your biblical, biblical, true self. You guys ready? Point number one, write write this down, right? Point number one, make the radical choice today. Because right now, you can leave out of this room today, and this is my fear. I wish I could go home with you, all right? And it'd be like, how you doing today? You doing good? You can do it. 
But today, you, have to, you just have to make the radical choice to say, I'm going to put on, I'm going to put off. And hear me out. You're going to go out today, and you're going you're to screw up, right? And you're going to mess up. And then you're going to go, you know what? I'm going to put on, I'm going to put off. I'm going to put on, I'm going to put off. But we've got to make the radical choice today. I love what uh, pastor, he's an author and a pastor, Peter uh, Scazzaro. He said, the radical decision is to end our addiction. And for some, not just two, right? Not to drugs or alcohol, but the tasks and the doing. And the tasks and the doing. We must flee from a life of overcommitment and hurry in order to learn how to behave, to be, <laughs> behave, be before we do. How do I be before I do? Because the danger is when, when I just jump in and just do things, I'm operating a lot of times out of my false self instead of first knowing who I am in Christ Jesus, who I am in Jesus. So when we be with Jesus, our old self slowly gets taken off and our new self gets put on. When I spend time with Jesus in the morning, it's just a reminder that put on my new self take off my old self, to put on and to put off, to put on and to put off. Now, kind of here's the danger. We kind of get into this, right? And we go like, okay, so it's be versus do, and, and I need to be with Jesus and understand uh, uh, you know, who I am in Christ Jesus, and, and retreats are great, and, and, and you know, going away is great, and, and things like that. And I, I, you know, I've only done a, you know, like, like a one-day deal. I've never done like a weekend quiet monk thing. I'd go crazy. I don't know what I would do. I would be like, where's my phone? You know, I need to talk to somebody. I would have Wilson. I would have a volleyball going, Wilson! You know, um, I don't, I still struggle with just being, let's just be with Jesus. But here's the danger, it is not be versus do. It is not, I'm just gonna discover who I am and I'm not gonna do anything. It is, I do out of my being with Jesus. I, I begin to realize who I am in Christ and doing for God out of a date being with God. That I'm telling you, it's gonna be a, a game changer for many of us in this room, myself included. Because a lot of times I think my, my doing for Jesus is spiritual because it's Avenue Church without knowing who I am in Christ Jesus. It is not Pastor Jeremy, it's Jeremy Bosma. I am a Christ follower. I need to be with Jesus and that I do for God out of a deep being with God. So number one, we've got to make the radical decision today. I'm going to help you with that in just a moment. We've got to make the choice today. It's a decision we make. You know, last week, it was Rooted Sunday. And we talked about, you know, getting a little fluffy and a little overweight. And, and someone gave us P90X, about, you know, what, 15 years ago or 14 years ago. And, and we put it in the DVD player and we just watched it. You know, it didn't even do the thing. We just watched it. And we were like, that's nice. Wow, go Tony, you know, like, like do your thing. Oh, that looks hard, uh, you know. But then we had to make the radical decision. It was a decision that we made. No burning bush. The Holy Spirit didn't say, you're fat. You know, like, <laughs> it was a choice that we made to be a healthy human. Today's a choice you make to say, you know what? I'm going to put on my true self. Who am I really? And hear me out. This is not a message for young adults. This is not just a message for teenagers. 
This is the message for those that are 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, that we realize that we've been living a false self and not our true self. And this is what I love about Jesus. He doesn't, he doesn't look upon you, upon your age, but he looks upon you and who you are in him. And so, man, we got to, number one, make the radical decision today. But number two, we got to feel our feelings. I was going to skip this. I wasn't going to put this in my sermon today. Because we got to feel our feelings. Um, I, I grew up in a household, you don't talk about your feelings. I'm from North Dakota, okay? And, uh, and this is everywhere, trust me. But I just grew up in a household, we don't talk about our feelings. Um, we, just, we just didn't do it. It was suck it up buttercup theology. I mean, I've heard of that one, right? We just didn't talk about feelings. And, and, and for a lot of us in this room, and, and normally I would say like, men, feel your feelings. But it's men and women as well. We've got to feel our feelings. You know, um, man, I, I don't even, I blocked that out of my mind. It was, it was earlier this year, I think, or last year. Um, I was just having a moment with Levi. It was one evening in our house. And, um, and he, he was making me upset. And I asked him to do something. And he was just being super defiant. My son Levi is 10 years old. Just being super defiant. And I was like, boy, in Jesus' name, you know, like, you do what I said, you know. And I'll even remember, yeah, you, you ever, like, like dramatize an event, uh, event and you'll even remember the cause of it? Yeah. That's like most fights. Like, I'm mad at my wife. Why? Well, because the cup was down, you know, like, there's <laughs> always something silly. And, and so I got really upset with him. And I got so angry. And I just, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't get angry. And I just got so upset. Like I was getting hot. That's how upset I was, you know? And I was just so upset with him. And finally, I just screamed at the top of my lungs, go your room! Because I had other things in my mind I was about to do, you know? Like one time I told my dad no, and I woke up two days later. That's my household. (laughs) Feel those feelings, you know? Like, and so I got so angry, and I was like, go to your room. And, I was just, oh. and he was almost like scared, and he ran up to his room crying. I remember I had this anger, and I went outside. And I grabbed a water bottle that was full, and I went outside. And I went, ah! I'm your pastor, by the way, all right? All right, I'm, I'm just helping you out here. And, uh, and I went, ah! No, I went, ah! If you have a brick wall, and it's because it's mountain's edge, it's like this hall, this tall, not this tall, you know? And I went, ah! I just went to throw it. And when you're angry, you're not as accurate as you would like to be. And, uh, and so I, I went, ah! And I chucked it, and it went over the wall. There's a street on the side of our house. And our neighbor's garage faces the back, my backyard. And so I went, ah, I threw it. And it went, it hit the road, slid, because it's full of water, water bottle. And it went, boom, it hits the garage. And it is so loud. Now, I had a moment there to, go, to either go inside my house, <laughs> to shut my door. And I'll be honest with you, I thought that. That was my first, that was my decision. That was my radical choice to do that. But then I realized I grabbed an Avenue Kids bottle. <laughs> with, our, with our church's website on it. So of course I go outside to retrieve it. Like fast too, I was all like, you know, like, and my neighbor comes out going, what, is, what was that, you know? I was like, hey, how are you? I am so sorry. Everything good? Your garage is good? 
was just, praise the Lord, you know, like. I went upstairs and spoke with my son, super embarrassed. Spoke with him. And can I tell you, the next morning, I thought it was good. Okay, that was embarrassing. Whew, jeez. Spending some time with Jesus. I really believe the Holy Spirit said, why were you angry? I said, well, because the boy disrespected me. Come on. You created him too, Lord, you know. Let's talk about our son, you know. And you were the Holy Spirit. You were, you were verbalized to the Holy Spirit. I said, I'm better than my dad. And because I'm better than my father, who wasn't a Christ follower when I grew up. He was an alcoholic, things like that. Loves Jesus now. But because I'm better than my dad, and I've been so good to my son, that he should automatically respect me. So I demand that respect because I'm better than my father. And how many know I'm not better than my dad? I'm Jeremy. I'm not Larry Bosma, I'm Jeremy Bosma, and I'm a Christ follower. But then the next time, I had to realize what was my motive for getting angry? What was the truth in that? But listen to me, feelings tell us, but they shouldn't control us. So as we feel our feelings, they don't control us, but they're telling us things. And the Holy Spirit's going to use those feelings to speak to you. So I want you to, to tell God how you feel, because he knows. And this little tiny print, they know too. Your family knows. Your spouse knows. Your kids know. They know. So you might as well tell God how you feel. Number one is make the radical choice. Number two, feel your feelings. Number three, be quiet with God. Be quiet with him. Be quiet with him. Spend time with him. For some of us, my, my intercessors in the room, be quiet. Spend time with God and just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And just allow him to guide you and to lead you. Because when we're quiet, when we're, quiet we're surrounding our will. We're, sur- we're, excuse me, we're surrendering our will to God's will. Also, when we're quiet with God, we let go of our agendas to spend time with God. It becomes a priority. We were just talking last night. Um, when I have a busy day, I try to get up earlier. So I can spend time with God. When we're quiet with God, we allow God to deeply transform us. Romans 12, 2. Man, let... let, uh, let you know, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's through God's word, and that's by spending time with God. But when we are quiet, we open ourselves to hear God speak. And that's why I love Rooted. Rooted's going to help us with that. But that's what I love about just having a journal. You know, there's, there's times when you're like, well, when I sit with God, I just think about all the things I have to do. Write down all the things that you have to do, and then it's on paper, and then say, Holy Spirit, now I'm distraction-free. Right? So make the radical choice. Feel your feelings. Be quiet with God. Number four, I want you to be, be with Jesus all day long. Be with Jesus all day long. Can you, help, can you bring that over real quick, Lorenzo? Be with Jesus all day long. First Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, Rejoice always, but pray without ceasing. This has always bothered me because how do I pray without ceasing? How do I just continually pray all day, all the time? But here's kind of what happens for us. We kind of go, um, here's my emotional compartment. So I'm emotional. For some of you, you're like way emotional. You're like, ah, you know. And for some of us, we're like, burp, still fresh, okay? (laughs) And we just kind of put it away. We're just kind of like, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. 
You know what? You're not fine. You're telling me you're not fine if you just say, I'm fine. You're, you're, you're not fine. So you're emotional. Or, and by the way, I got to have like 100 more of these, okay? There's so many more. But then sometimes we have our work, our work apartment. Like when I, when, I, when, I, when I go to work, I'm not emotional, you know? I'm just, I'm a boss. I'm a leader. I'm a hustler, hashtag, uh, influencer. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I got to do to be successful. This is my work compartment. Sometimes when we get home, we still have this compartment, right? Like, listen up, ship up, you know, like. We have our, our work compartment, and then for some, for some of us, we have our spiritual compartment. And for, for, for some of us, we wake up in the morning, we go, thank you, Jesus. We get the coffee, you know. And then for me, I'm like, coffee, you know. Like, now I'm like, thank you, Jesus, you know. We have our spiritual compartment. But the problem is, a lot of us, we go, we don't take this with us. We just compartmentalize are different identities. I'm a Christ follower maybe in the mornings, but when I get to work, it's, it's something, it's, it's, it's just, I'm just, this is who I am at work. It's almost like, do people know your identity is in Christ while you're at work? Right? Or do you even, does your family get to see your emotions and let them know that you're also a you know, work in progress? But instead of having three separate identities, and I could have a family one, I could have a friend one, I could have my PC days one that we pick up on the weekends, you know, like, I could have all the different compartments. But here's what God wants you to do is God doesn't want you just to be, uh, man, uh, someone who has different identities. God wants you to be with him so you know what to do. That makes sense? So my being with Jesus, and this is a very high-quality uh, label here, but being with Jesus, right, is that I, when I spend time with Jesus, then I know how to do some deep, deep, uh, I know how to do with my deep belonging in Christ. This is my different compartments. But the danger is compartments become separate identities instead of your true identity in Jesus. So I have some quick steps this week, and I'm going to close in prayer. But here's my steps for us this week. And if you know my heart at Avenue Church, I want, man, I want, I want prayer time. I want worship. And our team's going to come up here, and, and, and they're going to, you know, lead us in a song as we exit today. But part of making the radical decision, I want you to have some next steps. And I just challenge you will, you, will you take this to heart today, that our next steps for this week, this is what I'm going to do. The first step I want you to do is I want you to adjust your job description. For some of us, we need to adjust that, that badge we wear. Hello, my name is. And we need to adjust your job description. Colossians, we've been reading Colossians chapter 3 in the first portion of the chapter. But here's Colossians chapter 3 in the last portion. And it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Uh, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against one another, forgive one another. But above all else, above all these, put on love. Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called to one body, and be thankful. So according to Colossians chapter 3, I want you to adjust your job description. This is who I am. I am Jeremy Bosma. I am chosen. I am holy. You know what holy means? Just set apart. I am holy. 
I'm compassionate. I'm kind. I'm humble. I'm patient. I am forgiving. And I'm a loving person that, then I want you to put what you do. That pastors a church. That cleans up your hearts. That leads a company. That sows. That uh, raises children. Whatever it is that you do every single day, I want you to list that out. And then at the very end and say, and I am thankful. What am I doing? I'm putting on. And as you put on, you're taking it off. False self, new self. And so I want you to adjust your job description. Number two, spend time with Jesus daily. And listen to me, there's no wrong way of doing it. You can just sit by going, hey, Lord, what's up, you know? Like, there's no wrong way. Just begin today to spend time with Jesus, but then get in community. Go to Root It in the lobby and sign up. Man, community is so crucial and it's so important because we, we and I'm going to teach this a little bit later in the series. There, it's, there's, there's no just me, it's me, we. God created us for community. It's not my fault, it's his fault that he chooses to use people to help us to be healthy. My last one is be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Because we're going to forget to spend time with God. You know, or we're going to get angry. Or we're going to explode. You know, or, or we're not going to be patient. Or we're going to take matters into our own, own hands. Why don't you be patient with yourself? Because for every single person in this room, myself included, we've gotten really good at living with our false self instead of our true self. So put on and put off. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, don't lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day by day. Will you stand with me, please, real quick, church? Day by day. I was going to bring out, like, um, um, what is that little silly uh, uh, string cheese? And it's just going to peel it one, one day at a time. Because remember, it's not just going to be, boom, hallelujah. It's going to be day by day that I put off and I put on, that I put off, that I put on. So one more time, adjust your job description, spend time with Jesus, get in the community, be patient with yourself, starting today. We bow your heads, close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this church. I am so grateful this church is full of healthy, amazing, incredible people that are on a journey, that they have been chosen, They've been set apart. They are compassionate. They are kind. They are passionate. They are incredible individuals. And so Jesus, I thank you that as I put on my true self, it's also forgiving one another. But Holy Spirit, I pray today, help us to put on our true self so that we could forgive ourselves. If you're here today, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Maybe that's your radical decision today. Not to join this church, although I'd love to be your pastor, but this moment, this question is to ask you, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And say, Jesus, take away my old self and give me a brand new self. If that's you today, why don't you just raise a hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not gonna embarrass you, I'm not gonna call you out, but just put a hand up, yup, 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 I see it, I see it, thank you. You can put it back down, anyone else? Just put it up. Come on, that's a lot of hands at 9.30 on Sunday morning. Yes, I see that over there, I caught you. And so I want everyone to pray this prayer out loud. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. 
So today, I give you my life. Say the best way I know how. I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.